welcome to Metaphysical Happy Hour. I am your host, Cassie Clayton. And I'm Elba Gardone, psychic medium. Yes. And certified life coach. It's been a crazy two weeks. Um, how I'm still standing because I need to. <laughs> and and I'm just glad to be here on Happy Hour. Yes. And exactly. Again. Well, it has been like a, a really interesting like couple of past weeks, especially I feel like there's just been a lot energetically going on with people. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of it's if I mean I don't know about you, but it's just kind of been a been a bit of a crazy one. Um, for sure. So um, but tonight we have a really amazing guest with us. Um, her name is Lulu and she's a somatic uh, healer. And so we want to bring her on and um, hear everything she's got to tell us. So yes, I'm excited. Uh, welcome. Hello. Thank Hi. you. I will echo that. Yes, it has been a crazy few weeks and most of my clients have echoed that too. So I don't know if that helps anything. I always tell everyone, I'm like, there's stuff going on. Can we just normalize that everyone's a little bit crazy right now? So yeah. yeah. I think that I think that's very nice of you to say it like that because I I feel like so many of us feel like we're going through it alone because yeah. it feels like that. But in all actuality, everybody's struggling right now. You know, I've heard of so many people passing and struggling with that, but then also with their own mental health or mm -hmm. whatever it is. So you know, I think this is just a reminder to know that we're all here for one another. And we're all here to support. I think as we know, you know, this collective field is real, right? And we can kind of get into this, but our nervous systems are not really designed to handle all this news like that's happening in the world. And, and so it is very overwhelming for us energetically. Definitely. Exactly. Did you want to share with us about what you do, Lulu? Yeah, of course. Uh, so my name's Lulu Liao, and I my my titles right. Um, I work as a somatic and holistic therapist, and somatic just really means like of or relating to the body. So kind of bringing in a lot of this uh, what we call bottom up, so body awareness in therapy. Um, there are therapists that do that. A lot of therapy also is talk therapy, so it's more about mental processes. Um, and then giving yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> We're back. We're back. That wasn't what I meant to do. Actually, trying to steal the show. So, um, yeah, mental processes coming down. So, and then part of that really um, includes um, so something called somatic experiencing, which I don't know if you've heard of. Uh, therapeutic yoga, um, a lot of breath work, and uh, sound healing, and energy work, and things like that. So, kind of just mix it all in there. Yeah, that's very very cool. Um, what does create, so like with a lot of your healing work, I, I feel like you, you pretty much have to kind of, with the people that you work with, um, you kind of create like a healing safe space for them to kind of release in. So what does that safe space look like for you? Or I guess yeah. they create for your client. Yeah. So, I mean, the foundation of my work with people is in attuning to our nervous system, right? Because our nervous systems are, is what is processing all the information, right? It's taking information through our senses and processing the safety or not safety of the world around us and within us, right? It's, it's what sends us into protective states and tells us what is okay, not okay, right? And so it's absolutely essential ingredient in this healing process because a lot of people's nervous systems are a little dysregulated and are not are labeling things as unsafe that perhaps aren't necessarily unsafe. Right. So it's a felt sense. So creating the safety is, you know, being able to attune to who's sitting in front of me and getting them to kind of collaborate with me. It's like what feels safe to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Without safety, we can't move into anything. <laughs> And, and that brings me to a point today because I was doing some studies with um, some homework that I was doing and we were talking about creating that rapport, right? The rapport that we have with our our client and how do we how do we show up for them so we can listen to see what they need, you know, without 
um, and getting that information from them. So I think that's um, um, a, a real key, you know, to be able to work with clients and find that out and, and see where that, wherever they're storing their energy at. Yeah. I mean, there's been studies that show even in therapy, right? The most important ingredient of therapeutic success is the rapport built and the relationship, right? Because we all want to feel seen, valued, listened to, cared for. And a lot of that comes from this co-regulation that happens between our clients, whether I'm doing this work or the work that you do. I mean, everyone's work. It really yeah. is a relationship. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Absolutely. You know, I think from that, you know, this non-judgmental space, it really allows people to naturally express themselves, right, without the fear of stigma and, and the shame and things like that. And um, that's, that's helpful. I mean, you know, we don't always get that unconditional support growing up. And that's actually what causes a lot of our psyche <clears throat> to split up into different parts and why we sort of keep ourselves, parts of ourselves hidden from the world. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, it's very interesting thing. Well, I mean, I know, I know for, for myself, even when I go to a reader or things like that, like for any kind of psychic reading, it's like when, when um, I, when I talk to people, people are like, well, well, like, oh, I could give you a reading or so-and-so could, I'm like, you know, I've gotten really biggie. <laughs> really, really picky about who I will do a reading, like sit down and actually allow to read me, um, you know, because I just. And I'm curious what happens in your body that tells you whether somebody is somebody that you want to align with or not, right? Kind of investigating that. Yeah, right. Yeah, because there, there are a number of people that, I feel like a lot of the times it's that, that like that nudge of like the, the, there's always something that just kind of says like, no, this person is a really like, this is who you should reach out to when something's going on. And so I don't always know why, but. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. actually what I help clients like figure out, right? Sort of like, how do you know in, in your body if something's a yes or if it's a no? Right. Right. Because what is tricky about that is sometimes we say yes to what is familiar, but mm. familiar doesn't necessarily mean safe or good for us. That's very and, true. Right. That's why our yeah. nervous system and being attuned becomes so important. Yeah. And I think that kind of brings something up, right? Like that yes could be saying yes to doing something for somebody that you really actually want to say no to, but you don't, you're so used to saying yes, that you find yourself saying yes to everybody. And then you're left I'm with horrible at that. <laughs> <laughs> I've really had to work on learning the, the no. Mm -hmm. I was so, it was actually really funny because I was, I was speaking with one of my clients and I'm so used to being like, run, 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 run for my clients. Like we go, 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 go. We're going to get stuff done. And I was talking to her and um, I recently had a family member pass away. It was the day of their funeral. And she goes, and I was talking to her and I was like, so yeah, like we've got the funeral, but like, I'll still get you those graphics. And she was the one that went. Yeah. So I'm going to need a realistic timeline <laughs> to work with. Cause that's not going to actually happen. And she kind of had to call me out for it because she was like, I'm just going to stop you there. <laughs> Go spend the time with your family. And like, I'll like, I'm going to give you the deadline of like a couple days later. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm bad about the, I'll, I'll just say yes and keep going with the yes until I don't know when to stop. Until we crash and burn. Honestly, I think, yeah, we crash and we burn. And I think that's the most scariest part um, is seeing where, um, we allow the voice of judgment, you know, and instead of listening to the voice of wisdom that we have within us, and we we end up directing ourselves into a path that is not in alignment with us, you know, and and we um, we struggle with that, but also be, 
I think the understanding too is bringing awareness to it, right? Like you, in your work, bringing an awareness to where that energy stores in our body. How can we heal it with sound bowls? How can we, how can we address it with different energies, right? Even just you as a person, as a healer, like you're healing, you're bringing those healing energies into your client's space. Yeah, and it really is a mind-body integration, you know, and so part of how I grew up was really uh, oriented in traditional Chinese medicine, and if you know, in general, the Asian Chinese culture, like, we're not really about emotions, okay? It's, mm-hmm. like, it's more about physical stuff, it's like, um, you know, you'll, you'll see people complain more of headaches, stomachs, and stuff, so the physical manifestations of the emotion, which is energy, right, if everything's energy, right? Um, and so that was sort of really confusing for me, because I remember... Um, being very sensitive to energy um, when I was a kid and not really knowing what it was, you know, and of course my family and they didn't have really the words to explain it to me, sort of just this, just take this herb, do this thing. And, you know, but, but growing up in the United States, you know, and, and, and being around people that have the psychology lens, there was a lot of talk about what this means. Right. And so I found that, um, going to therapy almost kind of messed me up a little bit, right? Because they didn't have cultural awareness, you know, and nobody really at that time had nervous system awareness, mm. you know? And so there was this discrepancy and, and what I think we are as a society moving towards is this integration of mind and body. Like I can, you can do a clearing for somebody, right? Whether it's Reiki, breath work, anything, but if you don't correct some of their thinking and the mind stuff, your energy is going to just get polluted again, right? So there needs to be this integration, this assimilation, digestion of what has happened and how that kind of comes through the body, you know, because our thoughts are energy and it affects what's in here. It's all energy. Exactly. It's it's our belief system. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I was working, that was part of my assignment as well too today was belief and identity. Who do I, who do we identify ourselves as? And we always kind of want to identify ourselves as the same as, right? The same as this person. And we, when we identify with trying to please everybody and we struggle with imposter syndrome, you know, because we feel like we're, 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 we're trying to be everybody else that everybody wants us to be, but we're not really listening to who we want to be. Mm-hmm. And then how do you imagine like people then know, right? Because a lot of times people come in and they're like, I don't even know who I am. Mm. Right. Right. Because there's been so many years of disconnection from that inner voice mm-hmm. that they don't know who they are, you know? And mm. so again, kind of quieting down and feeling into that the energy of our authentic self feels very different than the energy of these kind of like conditioned parts. If, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Is that is that where you bring in your somatic, um, your somatic healing, or how do you bring that in into, like, what would you, and what would you do when you first meet a client? What is it that you that you bring to the table with them? Yeah. So what I would normally do is, if you someone comes in, I'm like, let's just take a minute to arrive, right? Most people are like busy doing something and they come into the office and they're like, okay. And then they want to tell you all about their stuff. And you're like, okay, like let's arrive, right? Let's arrive. So it literally would look like, let's take a breath together, right? Just just notice, notice the space, right? And even doing this right now, like take a minute to just notice this space, right? Notice the voice that might have an agenda for today's talk. Notice the voice that's like, what should I eat afterwards? Right. Notice the voice that's like, oh, you know, that conversation I had this morning. So we're not very present very often in our life. Mm -hmm. Right. And those those non-present parts create a lot of movement in our body. because It's very, you know, unnerving not to be present. Yeah. Because this is the only moment that's happening. Yeah. So we kind of start like that. And, um, you know, I really also 
just explain, I do a lot of education and I think education helps to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. People understand that they aren't going crazy, right? That our psyche is made up of lots of parts. And if I want to explain it real quick, right? So we're born this beautiful divine being. Then we bump into life and circumstances where we're, we realize that in order for me to keep this connection with this caregiver or this um, mother, father, whoever, this part of me is not acceptable, right? Because we bump into circumstances. Mm -hmm. Then our psyche sort of splits apart and we have these parts of us that are these, our inner children, right? Our wounded parts. And when you have these wounded parts, you need protective parts, right? So protective parts could look like um, overanalyzing, overexplaining, overthinking, um, you know, being a workaholic, um, you know, food addictions. Uh, no, I'm not talking about anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we all have these parts and they yeah. exist on the spectrum. Yes. And they're totally okay, right? But sometimes our parts battle. Because if you have a part that that wants, that believes that in order to have value, you need to work like very hard. The energy of that is very rigid, right? It's like this. You feel the yeah. energy, right? And so then there'll be another part that's like, that strategy is going to burn us out. So that might mean like, I'm going to dissociate. That might mean that I'm going to just like ignore everybody and take a day to myself because I deserve it, right? But in our nervous system, we end up ping-ponging and it doesn't end up being very regulated. Yeah. You understand the reason why our parts work so hard is because we're avoiding something else, ah. right? So we all need to connect back to what's underneath all of this, this drive. And I'm not saying don't work hard. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it exists on a spectrum. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that makes sense because that's actually one of the techniques that I use in my coaching is it's called parts work, right? Oh, yeah. And, and one of one of the tools that I was given was to – you know, take my client into a classroom or a church or wherever it is that they feel safe at, right? And envision themselves there and start talking to those parts, you know, mm -hmm. and ask those parts, you know, what does it feel like? Where 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 is it coming from? Mm -hmm. And I think being able to tap into that and them see and then for them to see, right, as a client to see where those parts are coming from. And really at the end, it's like, well, what parts have been working for you and which ones aren't? Mm -hmm. And what is it that you can let go today so you can move forward for tomorrow? Yeah. And, and I think why nervous system regulation is really important that is because sometimes we can also just cognitively process that, but to be able to really feel into the energy of those vulnerable parts mm -hmm. requires safety. Yes. Right, because you know how we can sometimes tell a story, but we're not really connected to the energy of it. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and and I think nervous system regulation is something that has to be learned. Like we have to learn to notice um, what we call resourcing. Right, learn to notice like, oh, does how like how does it really feel to be sitting in this chair? Right, what, like how do I even know that when I smell this shampoo that I like it? Yeah, you know. Because yeah. otherwise then it becomes just this cognitive processing of something and you don't really get to unburden, right, the parts of this that are holding this pain. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You're smiling a lot, Cassie. What are you identifying with? <laughs> <laughs> All the parts. <laughs> A lot of the things. <laughs> um, no, I'm. I I do it a lot. I, I it's interesting that you because like a lot of the times when I just need like an absolute reset for my system, it's like if I stayed up too late, like even if if I'm having a chaotic day or something like that, or if I stayed up too late the night before, or and then my I was like I will just go sit in the shower and just like let the hot water run. But I'm like, that's probably about the only time that I actually stop my brain long enough to just like mm -hmm. sit and be. The rest of the time, 
I've I've got you know these little snugglers that come around, <laughs> and my house has a plethora of little snugglers. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I so, think that really is largely society, right? I mean, our it's very it's a very anxious society, a very dysregulated society, you know, and. I mean, we have to be very intentional if we're on this healing journey to pause and slow down and notice. Yeah. Right. You know? um, and it's difficult because you have this, this big energy of society that's like, go get her, do this, perform, achieve. Mm -hmm. And it is an energy, right? And then it's like, there's a few of us here that are like, let's slow down. And, you know, so it's, it's hard. It's yeah. I, I have a hard time finding the balance between the slowdown and the and the and the go go and the go getter because I'm like once I shift gears into the like relax mode I'm like I'm like my system's like nope I'm not going back yeah. <laughs> I, I and so it's hard to cut I'm like I'm like I kind of almost have to be careful when I let myself out of that work mode because it's like if I let it like it just, it's hard to, it's hard to go flip between the two of them for me. Uh, I don't know if you've experienced this, Lulu, because I know you sure, you sure have learned how to slow down and be present with yourself, which I have learned that in this, this year was probably when I learned like how much I slowing down and how much to nurture my mind and my brain. And, you know, I meditate in the morning. I'll, um, I do a lot of grounding work before I start my day, I set my intention. And, but I can remember being where Cassie was at, having all these thoughts of like, I, I don't even have time to meditate. I don't even have time to do this. But also like bringing that into your client, right? And teaching them just like how to relax their nervous system with your breath, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and, and just incorporating that into your life. And once, you know, if, if you find yourself in a stressful moment, just to take that deep breath in and, and start slowly like that, you know, because, you know, I think sometimes when we give unsolicited advice to people, it's taken as like, Oh, like, why are you even telling? It's not, it's not taken well, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you can like really um, you have somebody who's really open to um, learning these tools and learning how to slow down and learning that, you know, I, I, I definitely believe Cassie will be there one day, you know, it's just a process. It's a process of learning. And I think this, this is why we're talking about it, right? Because we're all showing up for one another and how do we slow those thoughts down and how do we stop judging ourselves and how do we become part of the present moment? Because the present is what's important. You know, you can't fix the past and you can't, you can't say what's going to be in the future. You know, the present moment is, is where the magic is at. Yeah, I always say like, um, just rec realizing when when I'm not me, right? Because I don't really think that I'm one of those people that wake up and are like, wow, what a beautiful day it is today. <laughs> like, I changed my alarm because of this, because I used to have an alarm that was like, beep, 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 beep. then I had one that was like, eh, eh. and I'm like, okay, this is starting me off really bad. So I changed <laughs> something that's like spa music. Sometimes it infuses into my dream. But the first thing, I mean, so I have four children, right? So when I wake up in the morning, I'm my first thought is like, what day is it? Where do I have to be? Like, what do I have to do? And then I'm like, oh, okay. Like I purposely have scheduled myself an hour in the morning, right? So like that is really what happens the first thing. And then I'm like, okay, it's okay. Just, you know, <laughs> lay down on the floor, do your stretches or do your yoga, do your meditating and um, the sort of like linking and pairing things together, right? Sometimes people get also very overwhelmed because they think they have to do all the things, right? Even with clients that aren't used to it, I'm like, look, if, if you don't want to go to yoga, why don't you from, from your bed, just roll to the floor <laughs> yeah, and, and, and sense the floor, right? That's easy. That's like a 1% change you can do. Yeah. Right. Why don't you uh, not don't do a, you know, 20 minute meditation, do like a three minute meditation. Right. Or yeah. something like that. <laughs> well, and I love the fact that you actually mentioned like, you know, it's like, you know, kind of like with the bath stuff, it's like 
you don't even take the time to let it because because I actually go to the store and I'm like, this is a really nice scent or this is like that. But then uh, and I'm like, this would be good to wake up to. But then usually I'm in such a hurry getting up that I'm like, it didn't even occur to me that there was a scent there. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah. I'm really good about when I'm picking it out. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, this will be great. Yeah. And then in the moment, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I yeah, so you perhaps do, do slow down more than you even realize it, right? Because that is our thing. It's like our minds are wired to look out for danger and, and prepare and things like that, you know? And so it really is about retraining ourselves to also notice and remember the things that we do do, right, that are present moment things. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite scent? <laughs> So I like, so I like the scent of orange or like citrusy stuff for like, especially getting ready in the morning. And then I also like, um, the Trader Joe's has like a shampoo and it's peppermint. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really like that. And then, and then lavender. Yeah. So like, those are three that I really love. I have a whole set in my office and scents also, right, bring on a whole bunch of sensations mm -hmm. to memory. So very, I mean, if people are watching, I highly recommend to like go sniff everything and, yeah. and use one as your resourcing. Yeah. Something that's calming. I definitely agree with that. It's always connecting. How do we connect to our five senses, right? Like breath, smell, feeling. You know, all these senses that we have available, but these things weren't taught to us. And I find that very interesting, right? Like how I've had to reparent myself and be graceful with myself and learning these tools of like of breath work, of, you know, expressing myself, of not holding in what I want to say and but also finding a healthy way to say it now, you know, because I still have triggers. I'm still human. You know, there are some things that that come about and I'm just like, oh, my God, Alba, you just acted the way you say you don't want to act. <laughs> but but it's it's OK. You know, it's OK because I strive every day to try my best. Yeah, I think this bringing curiosity and compassion to to us is is what's amazing. You know, like a good thing. You have a nervous system that works and that you get triggered. Right. That it tells you where your boundary is and what's okay and not okay with you. I think people have this misconception that like, which I think is a big thing, a big misconception that we're supposed to just be calm all the time and this still nature, right? So actually there's a lot of people out there that present as calm, but inside their bodies, their nervous system really are dysregulated and almost they're in a frozen state, you know, yeah. that they're very disconnected from themselves, you know, I mean, it's okay. We just have to change our relationship to our emotions and the sensations in our body. It's okay. You got mad. Okay, cool. Right. Someone jumped in front of you. You got scared. You screamed. Ah, great. <laughs> cool. Move on. Right. Someone just, you know, told you off and said that they hated the way you, of course you're going to react, but that's it. Just let that energy move through you. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the times for me, a lot of how I process is by talking. So if I can like, just like tell someone, OMG, can you believe like just kind of like that, then I'm like, okay, then the energy's released and it's gone. Yeah. You got to come to a breathwork session of mine. Look out. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're, she, she's like, you need to work. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> Largely, what I teach people is to have a different um, associated with association with their sensations. Mm -hmm. right? So what happens is like um, we have a sensation, okay, and this sensation, let's say, um, reminds me subconsciously of something in the past where um, somebody hurt me, right? So I'm going to respond with these same defense mechanisms that I did before, right? So a lot of when I do nervous system work with people is we're trying to what we call uncouple. So change what our belief system is about this sensation. Because if this sensation comes up, I'm labeling it as, oh my God, someone's going to hurt me. Then my brain starts going about like what's happening. Then I, I almost re-traumatize myself over and over. Mm -hmm. And this is why we have patterns in our life. Mm -hmm. 
we're doing the same subconscious stuff over and over again, right. you know, versus sort of being really curious, like, oh, isn't this interesting that that I'm noticing this, right? But in the present moment, right, okay, like I'm safe, but it's interesting that this is happening, you know? So just changing the relationship. And, and I think somatic experiencing, I know you were kind of curious about that, um, uh, is something, it's it's a therapeutic approach, if, if people are curious, right, developed by someone named Dr. Peter Levine, and it's designed to help people um, heal from these, um, you know, the effects of trauma and stress and, and things that are kind of bound in the body, right? It's based on this understanding that trauma and stress can become trapped in our bodies. And so that leads to various, you know, physical, psychological symptoms. And, and the approach really emphasizes the importance of connecting bodily sensations with our emotions, our physiological responses, and also our thinking as well. So... Um, you know, we like, let's say, um, I'll, I'll give you an example from a client, right. Who has, who had a lot of surgery, right. When he was younger. Okay. So this is not in his conscious memory. A lot of our nervous system patterns like happen before we're pre-cognitive or pre-verbal. Right. And so he doesn't know this, but what he has been experiencing in his present life, right. Is, um, having a lot of trouble with authority right? Not feeling like he wasn't able to speak up. Okay. So we say something like that and we kind of enter in his, his body and, and he, he sort of, um, I just noticed he sort of is talking and it's like this, right? And I'm like, okay, well, let's pay attention to that. Right. So he starts paying attention to it. And we're just, I'm just following his body and what it, what it feels like it wants to do. And all of a sudden it's like his hands turn. He's like, oh my gosh, I am, I feel like I'm on an operating room table. And so we don't have to know what that is. I don't know what it is. He doesn't know what it is, right? And it's like he's trapped. And so over time, the work that we did, really what we did was we went from this to this, okay? This is all we did. We went from here to here. And he just kept shaking and shaking and shaking. And so what happened through this process is like all of this bound energy ended up releasing like he felt like he couldn't push his hands and so we're just doing this very slowly and he's shaking and shaking and shaking and so after he did it it's almost like he's like oh my god like i remember being on the table when i was like i forget what he said seven or something like he's like i had to get surgery and i remember my mom having to hold me down because i was so scared and so that bound energy was never got to be completed, right? Oh, wow. I mean, that's so crazy. Our bodies really do, they're living libraries of things that happen to us, and we don't even know this. Yeah. Yeah, because it's from an age of zero to five that we're being programmed. And uh, there is so much behind that that we don't recognize because it wasn't, it, like I said, it wasn't taught to us, you know, it was just, you, we end up being programmed and then also like the energies that we're around right like our parents or our grandparents mm -hmm. or you know whatever it is and then we have traumatic issues but we don't ever address them you know and I think that's a that's very interesting that that it brought him back to that place and you also have to be aware right of his body changing for you to yeah yeah I mean, it's a lot of observation and just kind of noticing little nuances, you know. And, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the program is like a three-year training program, so it's not like – and so this is what, what I feel like um, I really want to emphasize because I know somatic, somatic stuff is something that's coming about, right? And so it's very – there's different types of healing. There is somatic experiencing and also being very nervous system sensitive, and there is also – things like experiential stuff and psychodrama and stuff like catharsis. Like it's not the same mm -hmm. like catharsis and things like that refers to sort of the emotional release or this purging um, of pent up stuff. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes it helps people feel better. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it, it's really depending on the client, right. Cause, cause it can also be harmful and re-traumatizing if a person doesn't have adequate resourcing or, you know, whether it's cognitive somatically to manage and digest and assimilate these intense emotions. 
you know, I think some friends of mine were talking about rage rooms and I'm like, okay, if you want to go to a rage room and have fun, that's fine. But what you don't want to do is train yourself to like process anger that way. Cause that's not how we process anger. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you know, if you just want to have a girl's night, okay, I'm down, right? <laughs> right. But no, that's, that's not what we want to do with anger. We don't want to have this charge and have to like strike something every time that that happens, right? We want to be able to notice the little nuances because anger like that isn't, it's like have turning a spring. You just turn a little bit and then you turn a little bit more. And if we're not aware of every time we turn it one degree, you know, yeah, it doesn't end up in what a different continent overnight, right? It's just a degree at a time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious because I heard you say you have four kids. I have four kids too. Um, and I'm also a grandma of two. But um, how does this play into you parenting with your kids? Well, I have to really give myself a lot of grace, right? Because four kids is a lot of energy. <laughs> and they're all very different in their nervous systems, you know? I mean, I think I try to be very supportive of where their nervous system is at because by the time I sort of got this in my mind and started living it, I mean, they've already passed their zero to five age, right? Yeah. yeah. So I know that every person, right, gets sort of screwed up, not screwed up, but, you know, eventually. And so... Yeah really just trying to be supportive of them of where they're at and, and trying to just be a good model of it and educate them, you know, and not forcing it. Right. I mean, they have their own, I think everybody has a little bit of conditioning that they go through, right. We kind of get conditioned and we learn all this stuff. And then the second half of our life, we're trying to forget it all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, isn't that part of the human experience, you know, cause they're certainly not at that age where they're going to, they, they want the same things. I mean, they go to school and they learn things. And I feel like we kind of have to get programmed to have the experience of being unprogrammed, you know, for, of remembering. <laughs> yeah, I think, I and I think what I see is that some of the people that have gone through like very, um, well, I think a lot of us go through very traumatic um, experiences, but to see the stories that you hear out there, right, from other people who have experienced abuse and, you know, all these other things that I didn't experience, but to see it and then to see them come out on top and lead by example and rechange the things that they've done. You know, I'm, I'm on the same journey. It's like, I think my whole spiritual awakening was um, recognizing the hurt and the hurt that I caused on my kids, you know, the hurt that I've caused on other people that I love because of the choices I decided to make. And those, but those choices at one point, I felt like I was being selfish because I was only thinking about myself. But now I, I can realize now I see things and I'm just like, okay, wait, that choice actually affected every single person that was connected to me because mm -hmm. I didn't, but I, I didn't know any better. You know, I was following the same patterns that I saw and I hear from other people in society like you know you get into one relationship and you leave for another one and if it wasn't you know and then we find ourselves in this pattern of of looking for love in all the wrong places you know and I, that's kind of where I, I see is like we, we're always looking for the attention and love from other people because we don't have it within ourselves mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely relationships are the best mirrors especially intimate relationships right those are the ones that most mirror your intimate like childhood attachment wounding and why those are so tough yeah i think for me recently like i've been noticing that in in is that i've i guess i've always been searching for the motherly love that i felt like i didn't get you know even though i know i got it now cuz i'm in a different space in, in my head now that I understand that my mom did the best that she could. But I also recognize that I'm still searching for that in other people as well. And it's not just my mom. It could be with my partner or it can be in, in somebody else where I'm overgiving and overdoing. Mm -hmm. And then I find myself like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. You know, <laughs> it's 
interesting, you know, it's like having these mom issues or these dad issues or recognizing that when we do get in a relationship with somebody, they might be some form of that parenting that we wanted, but then it doesn't align with, with how I feel or with what I'm experiencing. Mm-hmm. What was say, say, say that last part again, you're the, what a minute, what do you mean? It doesn't align the, the relationship, right? Like, cause now I'm going through a healing journey and you know, it doesn't align. Like things aren't starting, starting to align in the proper way because I feel like there's a tug and pull mm-hmm. because sometimes like we outgrow, you know, the energies change, you know, yeah. our vibrations change. So we start outgrowing somebody, but then that person is willing to show up for you mm-hmm. and continue to level up as well, you know, but in that transitioning point where you're not in alignment with one another, that's, that's the challenge, you know, and that's kind of what I've been experiencing a lot, you know, and, and, um, and experiencing also that a lot of them are coming from mom issues or you know, dad issues. And so, yeah, so it's just very, very interesting to, to, yeah, I feel like you touched on some really um, big life, like soul heart lessons, right? To uh, to know that to, to know that multiple things can exist at the same time, right? To know that like our parents did the best that they knew how, and some of their choices hurt us. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that's a big lesson. To know that um, you can love somebody and they aren't really aligned for your life. Right? I mean, those are some big sort of things to hold both of them in your hands, right? Mm-hmm. I always feel like these are like heart, soul, heart lessons. Yeah. Well, we what actually had, well, it's interesting that you're, you're saying that um, because mm-hmm. we have some comments and, and for the people commenting over in the boxes, we, we do see you. We've got oh, yes. Um, people have chimed in both from Facebook and from YouTube. So, hey, to everyone. Um, we do have one person, uh, Ray. Hi. <laughs> how are you? Um, so he said, please share how and how we can use these in like the somatic healing and things like that. It, the, the techniques that we're talking about in the real world applications. Which is really- what we were kind of yeah i mean i just think in general like i'm having a lot of pause right and so pausing and what i always what i always start off is what i call resourcing right so resourcing is really noticing like what is good in your life not from a brain perspective but let's say if i ask you right now to look around your room what is something that is pleasant for you and and you guys can do this too Mm -hmm. right watching like what what is pleasant And, and and name something right? What is pleasant? So I'm going to use the ascent because we were talking about this. When you're looking at this, what's happening inside of you? How do you know it's pleasant? Not from a brain perspective, but from like a feeling perspective. Oh my God. So I feel lightness in my face, right? Like, mm, I feel expansion in my chest. I feel right. Just sort of warmth all over my head. So this is sort of the beginnings of somatic work. finding resource not oh my god i'm thinking of something miserable where do i feel that you cannot go into this what we call a trauma vortex right away you don't have resource so finding resource yeah finding grounding finding things that are pleasant changing your perspective and actually noticing like what did i do well today how does it feel when i tell myself these things i think of it as vibration right so i think positive affirmations are super helpful but you can't expect yourself to all your parts to believe it right away. Yeah. Right. Change. You're, it's like you're going from this vibration to this vibration. It takes a while. You're not going to believe it right away. You know, I, I tell people, even if they have problems in the mirror, act it, act as if for a second. Right. Mm. I had a one client. She's like, I am fabulous. I'm like, yeah, so do that so it becomes less of the serious thing. So playfulness is something that I really recommend yes. in your healing journey. Yeah. Be playful. Yeah. Right? Yourself. Talk to yourself. Be playful. Um, what other real world applications? Find a meditative mindfulness practice. So meditation is actually very difficult for people if your nervous system is very dysregulated. Mm-hmm. Right. So because if you're dysregulated like this, coming down to a state of is very alarming, 
right? Because there's a reason why we're amped up because we don't feel like the world is safe. So you got to yeah. take it in steps, right? So perhaps some restorative yoga, perhaps some, I love Tai Chi. You can find Tai Chi videos all over YouTube. That's one cool thing about technology. You mm-hmm. can find all these videos. Um, something I do is like five finger breathing. So just breathing in. So you're really chase, tracing your hands, breathing out. So this way your mind has something to focus on, not just your breath. You're actually focusing on the sensations of your hand. That's an easy way to practice mindful breathing. Um, Really setting realistic expectations, being gentle and patient, um, embrace curiosity. I mean, if you can afford a therapist, do that. Otherwise, there's lots of resources on YouTube, um, about some Instagram, about somatic practices. Um, and I, I think what's important, what you're saying is about this is that just to be a reminder to don't get overwhelmed with every single thing that I have to do this, 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 yeah. be present with one thing with your, your, your finger breath, right? One, do one thing for five minutes, start with that. Exactly. And do that for a week. Just for yeah. a week. And yeah. then next week, you might want to integrate something else, but doing it slowly, because I think so many of us feel like it has to be, I want it, I want change now, I want this now, you know? But it's taken years to get to where we're at. It's taken mm-hmm. years to learn things, and it's going to take me my whole life, <laughs> you know, to experience that. And do I ever feel like I will ever be healed fully? No, I know I will, because I'm always going to experience some kind of trauma going through life but then i also redirect myself to find myself back in the present moment mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's that constant redirection people think when they start meditating like like they're gonna stop their thoughts like good luck with that you know like it's just about continuing to bring your attention to something else right that practice right. like i said our minds are wired for negativity and to look for what's wrong so we have to consciously practice looking for what's what's good um i will say that getting adequate sleep is a big one so people who don't sleep well because that dysregulates your nervous system like very big and digital detox (laughs) cassie's smiling again (laughs) it's a digital detox (laughs) (laughs) coming from the person who lives and breathes it's hard. Yeah. I would say being in nature too. Our mother nature has this ability to heal, like really go touch a tree, like hug a tree. Yeah. Just imagine I, a tree hugging you back. You know? I'm actually spending the next couple of days um, over at one of my friend's house. Uh, Cause as, as many of the fur kids that I have myself, there's like two people I will actually pet sit for. Um, <laughs> and it's cause the situations work out just right to make it feasible. Um, but my, uh, but one of the things that I love going out to her house and love pet sitting for is cause she's got this really great backyard mm. and they've got like an amazing patio and then their fireplace. Oh, wow. And so I was like, you know, for, for me, whenever I go over there, it's like, I always tend to like put on the fireplace and just watch the, watch the flames. Yeah. And, and feel the heat and feel, what does it make me feel like? You know, like I, I was funny when you were talking about smelling something and bringing senses, you know, I was thinking about that, drinking my water, you know, like how refreshing it is. It's cold. It actually wakes me up. It makes me feel good. I know that that's nurturing my body, you know, and um, bringing just, you know, I think just those little daily things that you can incorporate just to bring a little bit of awareness to to your senses and who you are as a person. And I think that's the very first step, right? It's just being graceful with yourself. No. Yeah, even if you just pause for one minute, five times a day, that's your five minutes, and just consciously breathe, right? So breath really is like, I mean, your life force, you know? It's the first mm-hmm. thing you do, it's the last thing you do in this lifetime. And then all your awkward moments in between those breaths, right? And um it's it's actually the vehicle that helps us process this emotional energy you know a lot of times when people are um when there's something overwhelming their breath pattern changes like they're like when they hold their breath right mm-hmm. and so 
it sort of locks up this chemical and then you don't have to process what's happening. And so this is why breath work is one of the things that I highly recommend um, you get into and, and, and learn, right? Whether it's, I mean, there's so many different kinds of breath work, but um, that would be really helpful because it actually can free some of that bound energy. Um, so. I do want to say that like, you know, for everybody like stress, right? Stress is like the number one killer. Like it is what's killing us in this day yeah. and age, you know, and, and it is the leading cause, cause of disease. And if we want to talk metaphysics, like I have this, you know, metaphysical anatomy book. And when people come into my office and they have chronic pain issues or some kind of issues, I'm like, out of curiosity, do you want to read this book? And so it talks about emotions and the things that happen in childhood and the connections with them. And all every time they're like, oh my gosh, that's so true, right? If you look at everything as energy, right? Emotional energy, like we have to learn to process our emotions, right? We cannot keep bottling them down. So stress is really like pressure. When we bottle them down, it's pressure, right? It affects our cellular function, our immune system, our endocrine, respiratory, cardiovascular, gastrointestinal, reproductive, musculoskeletal. Did I miss them all? I don't know. <laughs> no, you got them. Right? Yeah. Everything. Um, yeah. So, I mean, as a society, like, we got to get a hold on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. Stress is one of those things that's very interesting for me because I think at some point my system just goes into, like, we've just hit a thre threshold. And it's like, my system is like, okay, well, we're just going to go into a completely different gear, <laughs> which is just like, we're just going to, because, um, like I, I had had some kind of stressful things happen and then it was like one major thing happened and I even was talking to like one of my people that I work with and they were like, you know, you look beat, you need like a night. <laughs> and, then it was, and then I was like, woke up the next day and had like two major things like go boom, boom, right immediately after that. And I, but I was like, but if you look at me on the day before, <laughs> You know that's the universe telling you to slow yes. down, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least one one I was like one of those things got like my cat came, my cat disappeared and he came back. So there's a so I'll admit I'm stubborn too. That's how the universe talks to me. It says boom, 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 and I'm like, yes. oh, I will surrender. Yes. Will. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely agree with that, and it's and it's so funny how. Our gut is, we know, or it's telling us, like, slow down. But we're so programmed to, to go, 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 it does go, go. You know? And it's, and I think that's the, the most coolest thing is to see that when you start bringing awareness. I think awareness is the biggest. And then taking action, right? Because we could say, I'm aware of it. But if you're not taking action to to fix that, right, like with incorporating your breath or incorporating, you know, looking for help, a therapist or finding other modalities to to heal yourself. I think also society has told us how to depend on medications. Right. And what Lulu is doing is doing it naturally because there is a natural way to get rid of, you know, um, fibromyalgia or like, you know, pains in your body. And we don't recognize that a lot of that has to do with healing ourselves and paying attention to those parts of us that need that work and, and how do we do it? And then also like you're, you don't realize you'll be there, Cassie, cause I know you will be when you slow down, things move so much smoothly. You're not, you're actually, I realize that now because before I used to wake up the same the same time, all the time, like I have to get this done, I have to get, and then I don't get nothing done, you know? But now that I incorporate, you know, my mindfulness in the morning and I'm just like, okay, oh, Cassie called me. Oh yeah, I can help her out right now, you know? Yeah, or for time because the perception is different. Yes, the perception is different. Because there's so much stuff going on. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but it's amazing and it's a beautiful journey. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> I've probably got some work to do. 
<laughs> well, besides the work that you actually do, right? I think I that we're so I think I think a lot of it. What I'm seeing a lot in a lot of people right now, like a lot of people are are really focused on money. You know, I am too. I I want to be getting paid and I want to be doing things. You know, but at the same time, though, I feel like when we're striving just to have an abundance of money, that it also disassociates ourselves from working within ourselves and trying to balance that in together. But it, it's hard. It's hard because, you know, how do we survive? How do we pay our rent? How do we take care of the things that we have to take care of? And so, yeah, so it, it's definitely a really big challenge. Yeah. And people, you know, have a lot of subconscious programming around money as well. Because if you look at it, it's just energy, too. And then the associations that people have with that. And that is also learned behavior from how we grew up as well and what society programs right and it's a really that's a really big fear to be able to disconnect from yeah, yeah. for sure so we just have just a few minutes left um any any last thoughts any last words any last words i don't know just be kind to yourself right um i think community is important you know um whatever that means find something you enjoy doing because i do see that loneliness isolation um is also a big thing that's happening so i always suggest people what is something you like to do go find other people that like to do this too right and then from that you can build community and start to get to know people um the social connections really is like a cornerstone of what helps us feel connected and um, happy in life yeah yeah yeah, I, I know after the last four years, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I realized that ever really since the pandemic hit, it's like I've basically woke, woken up, come to my computer, maybe I've engaged with people via Zoom, mm -hmm. but like, and then of course I hang out with my pets, but I'm like actual other human interaction. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it's been like four years. See, I always <laughs> have this video platform. Why don't you go on a healing journey and then document it all? Yeah. Then you can be doing two things at once, this video, you know, thing. And then you're also on a healing journey. Yeah. I'll totally support you. I'll come watch you do all of your healing expeditions. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's incorporating creativity, right? This is yeah. a conversation I had with one of my mentors who, who came down from Nashville and I, I got to meet her um, over the weekend. And she was talking about the courage, clarity, community, you know, um, there was the five C's and I'm trying to think of the other two, but how do we, how do we embrace, oh, creativity, you know, all these things when you can be creative with who you are as a person you can bring in so much more, you know? So that's what I've been doing too lately, you know, doing my workshop, going on a bike ride. I went and did this quantum clinic and this float tank and oh, yeah. getting out there and meeting and meeting people and just introducing myself. So I think, you know, if, if anybody's listening, whoever's listening and, you know, I say, don't be afraid to meet people who, who you don't know, because those people might be the person, that person might be the person that supports you in everything that you need, that you want to do, you know, because, you know, I think the support within our family, sometimes we don't find it there, but it's there, you know, and I think that's exactly what Lulu's doing. That's exactly what Cassie's doing. This is what we're, what, what I want to do is to support and empower other people to create the change. Well, we will always find what we look for. So look for the miracles and the blessings. Mm -hmm. Agree. For sure. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, Lulu, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Yes. The best place is probably on Instagram at infinite period, heart period healing, or you can just write infinite heart healing. And it's me next to some yoga sound bowls looking like this. <laughs> cool. DM me for sure. I do have I, I do have your um your uh information. Ring, ring yeah. tree information. Oh, ring so tree. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, so links are in the description for the show, but also I'm, I'm setting that out so that people can go to your link tree and then come find Thank you. you. Um, and then, um, Elba, where, uh, tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at elbagardone.com. Um, I have my website up there and, um, yeah, and I'm also on Instagram. I know Cassie will take, put everything in down below, but yeah, those are, those are ways that you can reach out to me and I do work, uh, virtual, you know, so uh, that's a, one thing that I was going to ask you, Lulu, do you do also Zoom for sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And it's going to be fun. I make healing fun, I promise. Yay. <laughs> I'm doing one of your classes. Of course. Virtually. So yeah, if anybody is looking for logos, graphics, videos, anything of that sort, you can always find me at Stargazers Unite. Um, so... Stargazers Unite basically across the board. <laughs> it, so, so two seconds left. Any last thoughts? Have grace with yourself always. Yes. Yeah. That's not my strongest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's, it's always, there's a, always a beginning, you know, you just you just try every day for sure well thank you for everybody who tuned in and watched us and joined us and we will see you next time and thank you lulu for joining us on the show and we will see everyone next time so thanks bye good night bye